0: Everyone, Steph Lee here from Host Agency Reviews. You are listening to the Friday Fifteen, which every Friday we go ahead and answer your industry questions. And I have to tell you, we are running short on questions. So if you have someone that has a question, or you yourself have one, go to hostagencyreviews.com/slash Friday 15 Submit your question, and either myself or um, an industry expert will come on to answer your question. I also want to say I've missed all of you. It's been a couple of weeks since I've been on. Uh, I did a lot of traveling the last couple of months with um, ASTA and then getting COVID. And then we headed out to Puerto Vallarta for a Travel Allies Society Young Leaders and Travel Conference to speak. And then the following week, we were at Mass Consortium's owner Summit um, speaking there. So that was really fun. And it exhausted me, but I am back now feeling a bit more rejuvenated. So happy happy to be here today. And we've got a lot of great questions. So I'm going to um, jump right in. Our first one is from Goresh. And Goresh asks, if I sold an airline ticket only, let's say from DF Dubs to Mumbai, round trip for $1,500, is my estimated commission? Gresh, that's a really great question, and it seems like I should be able to give you a very simple answer, but there's nothing simple about it because there are so many factors that come into play when we're talking about an airline ticket only. So when it comes in a package, that's a totally different deal. Um, But if we're talking about buying an airline ticket directly, you see what kind of resources we have for you. Um, I'm going to share my screen. All right, Gresh. The first thing for you and anyone else that's interested in learning more about booking airline tickets, I'm going to start you out with some inspiration uh, because my friend Lair Bear is what I like to call him because we've done a podcast interview. So clearly now he has to have a awkward pet name from me. Um, All right. So if we're on the site and we go to uh, resources and then the podcast, search the podcast for Lair Bear. I wonder if I put it in there as Lair Bear. No, I didn't. <laughs> okay, so you have to search Larry, L A R Y just one R, and that will pull up Larry's, his is episode 17 of Travel Agent Chatter. Um so if you're in the podcast right now and listening to it, this should be in the podcast feed as volume 17. But Larry is really inspirational. He used to work at WestJet as doing um the airline pricing and revenue. So he knows a lot about how the back end works, how the pricing works, um and he started his own agency, and he charges between 60 to $500 per ticket in fees. He also has a bunch of clients that are on monthly retainers. So he, he gives a lot of great tips, especially if you're not super familiar um, with air only or like how can anyone even monetize this. Lairbear is your man, and he will teach you a lot because he taught me a lot. So um, that's the first thing. We'll, we'll start with Inspiration. Then let's see what we can move into. All right, Gresh, um, let me see. Let's start with um, talking about airline fare types. really going into the weeds here. Um, So if you type in airline fare types in the search box, that will take you to our article on um, understanding airline fare types. And it talks a little bit about um, how the pricing works and uh, so you can get a big picture view of that. But the thing that I want to talk to you about is the airline fare type. So there's really three of them. Um, Two of them are going to pertain to you, and that is published fares and private fares. So, with published fares, what you're looking at is these are public to anybody, they're sold through the airlines directly. A travel agency, every travel agency can access these published fares. So, that's what you're used to. Private fares are something that um, the airlines have worked out with different entities within the travel industry. So it could be a travel agency, um, either online or a more traditional travel agency. It can be air consolidators. And air consolidators are, they're wholesalers of air. So it's companies that come in and they say, listen, Delta Airlines, I want to buy this amount of inventory from you at this pricing. They come up with a price that works for both of them. This means that the consolidator has this inventory at prices typically lower than the published fare, um, and they're able to mark it up. They also take on all the risks. So, if they don't sell all those tickets, um, they're kind of held with the bag for that. So, private fares are what you're going to be looking for because that's where the commission comes in, garage. So I'm, 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 still, I'm still on your question. We just have to do a little background for you. All right, so we're looking at private fares. Then what I want to take a look at is travel agent commissions article. So if you type travel agent commissions into the search field, that'll take you to our travel agent commissions article. We'll link to all of these if, in case anyone's trying to keep up. Um, up at the top is our article highlights and that's essentially our table of contents. So I want you to click on the airline commissions section and that's going to tell you more about the airline um, airline commissions because a lot of things in travel are, if you're selling a cruise, I can tell you it'll probably be between, you know, zero and 16% on an ocean cruise are what you can expect and that those are based on the sales volume, how much you sell of the, the product. Now, if we're talking about, um, let's see, what be like a hotel, just a hotel only, 10% is usually what you're going to get. When it comes to air, it's a whole different field because of those private fares we were talking about. So two places you can book um, private fares. So one is going to be with a consolidator. Those are, again, going to be those airline wholesalers with the private contracts. Um, And they can make commission in two ways from that, or they can make money two ways from that. The first is it can be a commissionable ticket, so you get a commission. And then the second one is if they get a net rate, they can mark it up. Um, based on whatever the public rate is right now. Um, There's also, besides consolidators, with those private fares, there's also going to be airline contracts. And that's something that your host agency may have on their own, or they may get it through another agency, or they may get it through their consortia or their consortium. And I'll link to an article on consortiums if you're not familiar with them. Um, But those are where you can get the the money from booking international tickets. Now, the reason I can't tell you exactly how much it is is because it really varies on which private fares you have access to. Not every um, host agency has access to the same fares. Consolidators may have different fares too, and it may be better to book with them. So it's really all about shopping around when you have it. But I will say um, there's other factors that come into play with these contracts. So If you're booking the main cabin class, that's a lot less likely to have commission or to be able to make a markup than if someone's booking first in business class. Um, Typically, what you're looking at is going to be between 10 and 22% commission on the commissionable ticket. So there's things that the airlines are looking for. There'll be things like, what's the time of year they're flying? Maybe the airline contracts during high season don't pay commission. Um, or, what are the city pairs for you, Goresh? You're talking DF Dubs to Mumbai. Um, if that's if you're doing like thousands of flights from that every year, you can definitely get um, you know, you're doing a decent amount of business and can get some commission on that, most likely. Um, it may be which airline you're booking with. So, there's a lot of different things that come into play. Um, definitely, the class of services is, is one of the big ones, though. Uh, so the other thing to know about contracts, especially air contracts, is they're very closely held secrets. So you're not going to see those published anywhere. With um, with consolidators, you'll be able to like call and log into their portals and see some information. But as a general rule, if you call up a consortium or you call up a host agency and ask them to send over their commissions, their airline commission contracts, no one will do it. Um, but what you can do and you could try is on the site, um, because yours is such a specific query, because you're looking for essentially DFW to Mumbai, you probably have an idea if it's there's going to be any first or business class within there. Um, you could leave a message on the host agency's profiles in here. Um, so if we just kick, click on one really quick, if we click on Nextion, um, the question and answer section is located... Um, on one of the bars, on the profiles. If you click on that and you can ask a question there and you can ask, hi, I'm looking to do some ethnic travel. And what that means is, for instance, in Minneapolis, there's a really big Hmong population that goes back home to Southeast Asia quite frequently. And a couple of blocks from my house, there is a travel agency that specializes in pretty much air only to Southeast Asia from Minneapolis. Um, So that's ethnic travel where your community... Um, maybe originated from somewhere outside the States and you're doing airline tickets for them to go back home and visit family. So you can ask a question in there and you can say, I'm looking to book airline tickets from DFW to Mumbai. Do you have any contracts where I could get commission on that? And you can write that. The nice thing about this is you can do it in the middle of the night and you don't have to have them, their office hours open. Um, And people might get back to you. Um, So that's something you could try. But in general, um, it's very hard to say without knowing more about the details of the bookings. Um, Guresh, but hopefully that gives you a, a really strong background on what's going on with airline tickets and why they're so complicated. Um, let's see. Other question. Whew, that was a doozy. All right. Next question um, comes in from Dorothy. This is another one where it seems really simple, but it's not. So uh, Dorothy asked, hi what are the steps in becoming a host agency?" So a host agency is um, someone that allows other agencies independent contractors to use their accreditation number. So Dorothy, the first thing you need as a host agency is your own accreditation number. Um, so I'm going to link to our article on accreditation options but the other thing that I think there aren't It'd be a really long answer to tell you exactly how to become a host agency. The big thing is you need to have an accreditation number. The other thing you need to be aware of and something I would be really concerned about for you, Dorothy, is fraud. Uh, host agencies are a huge target of fraud. When I worked on my parents' agency, we were hit with six-digit um, fraud. I can't remember. It was like a quarter, a million or half a million, but... You are a target for the fraudsters that are out there and they know how to work the system. No matter how small you are, we weren't very big at the time. They found us um, and they do phishing schemes to get that information from you. So that is something, unless you know a lot about fraud and how to protect yourself and best practices, I would be very nervous to have you set up a host agency and start, um, advertising your services. But if you, you know, if you want to drop me um, a note with any specific questions, I'm, I'm happy to do that. Um, but just know, host agencies have a red target on their back for fraud. Um, and a lot of especially the larger agencies have a lot of things in place to help with fraud at the very, very least when you're signing on agents, do a background check, do a credit check, Um, To make sure that these are real people, Google the social security number that you're given, the address to make sure that it's an actual house. Um, The social security number of the person that um, committed fraud at my parents' agency. If only I would have just Googled the social security number because it was in a stolen database of people whose identities had gotten stolen. That would have been a big red flag for me, but I didn't do that. So um, those are some things to be aware of, Dorothy. Hope that helps you. Uh, By the way, everybody, I didn't tell you this, but I won two tickets to Vienna through well, hold on, I'm going to share my screen. So to our radar, I'm not sure if anyone's familiar with them, but they they're kind of like the they do tours, um, kind of like a Viator. But they are having their um, on our events calendar, if you haven't taken a look, uh, there's probably like 50 different travel industry events. So it's well worth checking out. It's the best one out there. But they have their adventure together uh, event and it's virtual as well as hybrid. So it's in Vienna, but October 18th. And they asked me to like sign up and I was like, cool, yeah, I'd love to um, watch it virtually. And they were giving away two tickets to Vienna and I won, which is the first thing I've ever won in the travel industry after 15 plus years. So you can imagine that I was super excited. Um, so if anyone's interested in adventure travel, this is a great event to check out. You can do it from um, the comfort of your home. So that was just my way of somehow fitting in that I won two tickets to Vienna because it's so exciting. Oh, okay. Last question here. Um All right, our question comes from Golden You and Golden You says happy weekend, hope the work is going well. I believe besides the work, the travel you got in is also good fun. Very true. Um Knowing how much to commit into the agency business to get it running will really help me ascertain how far I can go. Um, does $150 for the ASTA roadmap to becoming a travel advisor course get the business running or how much do I need? Um, thanks and warm regards, Golden U. All right. Great question there. It's going to take more than $150. So the ASTA course that we're talking about, the roadmap to becoming a travel advisor, let me... um uh all right so hold on just a second Roadmap to becoming travel advisor course i'm just googling this and Asta. are or um well that's unfortunate oh here we go all right so this one um normally it's 2.99 if you use the har code you can get it for half off so uh the code is har 149 um, and that'll save you $150, but this is essentially just a course that walks you through the different pieces of the industry, how they all fit together. gives you some tips on booking, but it's not going to start your agency. This is just an investment in learning, um, how things work and to see if it's a good fit for you. Um, so that's what we're talking about. when We're talking about the $150, but I'm going to go back to our, uh, host agency review site and up here I'm going to type in what am I typing in what was our question oh my gosh I'm 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 having a a, a huge brain spacing out here okay we were talking about travel agency costs <laughs> all right um so if we type in travel agency startup let's see travel agency startup costs okay So type in travel agency startup costs in the search field, and this pulls up um, something that's really helpful. So we use this info that we get from our annual survey. So for those of you that take that, thank you so much. This information is essential in, in helping people join the industry and having a better idea of what the costs are. So what we're looking at here is this is from 2021, um, for hosted travel advisors, the average startup cost is $3,982. Um, that gets skewed a little bit because there are franchises that are hosted and franchises cost between like 10 and $30,000. So if you look at something like the median, um, or the mode, that's a little bit more helpful. So the mode is the most common answer that people put in and that's $1,000, which I think is about reasonable. If you're really bootstrapping it and being super scrappy about things, you could do it for $1,000. But again, higher end of things, people can spend tens of thousands of dollars on getting started. So it really depends on how scrappy you are um, and what kind of things you're looking for. So I hope that um, answers your question. And let's see, I think that's all we've got for this week. So um, thank you everyone for joining me uh, this beautiful Friday, fall Friday. I will be back next week. Um, and don't forget, we are running low on questions. So if you have any, go to hostagencyreviews.com slash friday Five. Or if you don't have any questions, you can go ahead and leave us a review on the podcast or give a thumbs up on YouTube. So thank you, everyone. Have a great weekend and we'll talk to you soon.